Returning to the show today is the Russian-American journalist Masha Gessen. She wrote an article late last week in the New York Review of Books that I've been recommending to everybody because I think it's so important. It's called Autocracy, Rules for Survival. I have lived in autocracies most of my life, Gessen writes, and have spent much of my career writing about Vladimir Putin's Russia. I have learned a few rules for surviving in an autocracy and salvaging your sanity and self-respect. It might be worth considering them now. She joins me by phone. Masha, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Jacob. I can't say I'm happy to be on the show. I, I, I wish you sure were over by now. Well, there are small consolations, and one of them is talking to people who've thought about this in a useful way. And to me, that means you. Thank you. So your first rule for surviving in an autocracy is believe the autocrat. He means what he says. Explain that a little, because Trump is already backing away from, you know, building a wall. Maybe it won't all be a wall. Maybe it'll be a fence. We're not going to deport everybody. I mean, did he mean what he said? You know, um, my uh, my line is always, you know, I wish I hope I'm wrong. I don't think that um, the fact that he is um, oscillating on some of the specifics of his claims is that important, unfortunately. I mean, it's better to not build a wall than to build a wall, obviously. But I think the, the, the sort of the larger force that brought him into office and, and the larger force that he represents, um, that's, that's what I mean by, you know, he, he means what he says. He means that he's going to unleash a war on immigrants in this country. He means that he is going to have total disregard for international obligations. He means that he's going to, that he thinks that war crimes are a good thing and the military should, should should be directed to carry them out. The specifics of those war crimes and the specifics of his war on immigrants may not be as important as his larger message. And he hasn't wavered in his larger message. That's the part of it that I've been most focused on, because it was quite active over the weekend, but is the part of his message that is, it's not fair to criticize me. And that took the form of him lashing out against the New York Times, claiming they're unfair, and then saying things that are totally untrue about them. His sort of imp- implying there might be legal action against Harry Reid, his suggesting that demonstration against demonstrations against him are somehow illegitimate. I mean, he means what he says when he says, this is unfair. Oh, absolutely. And he's going to do something about it. And again, you know, he may not be able to do anything about libel laws because there's no such thing as federal libel law. That doesn't mean he's not going to unleash a war in the media. He already has, and he's going to continue with ever greater power and an ever greater impact. Your your third rule in this piece is that institutions will not save you. I found that particularly dire, and you, you write, if I can just quote your piece about the press, many journalists may soon face a dilemma long familiar to those of us who have worked under autocracies, fall in line or forfeit access. There is no good solution, for journalism is difficult and sometimes impossible without access to information. Right. So um, two things about institutions and specifically the media. I think that when I was first thinking about Trump, and I was, uh, I think we talked about this in the summer, that I was really trying to sort of exercise my imagination purposefully to try to figure out what a Trump presidency might be like. And my first thought was, oh, well, but... um, but the United States has much stronger institutions than any of the countries that I'm more familiar with. So it's not going to be so terrible. But I think a closer look at those institutions tells us two things. One is that they are not quite as strong as we think, and they have been sort of depreciating for decades. 
and especially, I'd say, over the last 15 years. Talking about the press in particular, yeah. I'm not talking about the press in particular. I'm actually talking about uh, about American institutions of democracy uh, in general, you know, with, with an ever greater concentration of power in the executive branch, the, you know, the, the, the deadlock Congress, all of that. I mean, the, 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 those are all, all examples of degradation of American institutions that precede Trump yeah. uh, and in some ways predict Trump. And the other, and specifically about the media, and this is, to me, that's the most depressing thing, as I think it is to you, which is that um, there really isn't a way to sort of say, um, to solve this, this this problem. And again, we saw this during the campaign, because uh, when when the media face an impossible dilemma, it really is an impossible dilemma, right? There's a right answer to the question, do you want to fall into line or forfeit access? And the right answer is, of course, we're not going to fall into line. But that does mean you forfeit access, and that means that you become worse at doing your job than you should be. Right, because you fund, you don't know what's going on in the same way. Exactly. And, you know, there's a, there's a great temptation, and there's a very good reason uh, to, to become polemical, to, uh, to, to verge into activist journalism, which I think is a fine tradition, but it doesn't make up for lack of information. I mean, looking at, at Putin's Russia, one could say, I think, that civil society beyond the media has suffered tremendously just as a, as a force that can, can challenge him in any way. But civil society, when we're talking about beyond the press, you know, the whole, the whole range of org, non-governmental organizations and including political organizations of every kind. I mean, they're stronger here. They're a lot stronger here at the starting point. They have much better legal protections fundamentally because of the Constitution and the First Amendment. And don't you have a, maybe a different prediction about who's going to win this fight? I, I have more hope than I, than, uh, than I did in Russia. Um, but I think there are certain things. I mean, uh, a friend of mine wrote that we need to repeal Goodwin's law. Huh. Goodwin's uh, law, obviously, being that you shouldn't automatically compare things. That you should avoid comparing thing anyone to to a Nazi or to Hitler. Right. So I think I think we should instead the opposite of Goodwin's law and basically start comparing everything to Nazi Germany and to other examples of the catastrophic uh, rise of an autocrat, specifically for the purpose of perhaps creating a first historical precedent when a society actually effectively resists the rise of an autocrat. Um, so that doesn't um, exactly answer your question, but it sort of, it, 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 I think it begins to answer it. I mean, I think that uh, civil society, in terms of legal protections, isn't actually as strong as we think it is. I think that um, it's very easy to make life much more difficult for any number of American non-governmental organizations Actually, you know, one 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 useful place to look is is a country like Israel, which has been cracking down on civil society uh, now for a number of years um, by re- restricting funding, imposing more and more stringent reporting requirements. Something like that weakens civil society, uh, but I think it also does something bigger, which is that you know, in addition to um, to getting in the way, uh, to interfering with the work of, of, of specific organization, organizations, it, it damages the public sphere in really profound ways. And that's really what autocrats do, is they destroy the public sphere. And so if we see on the one hand sort of a greatly weakened media, and on the other hand, institutions of civil society that are engaged in a daily battle for survival, then what we're losing in that in that battle, even if the uh, if the organizations succeed in surviving, what we're losing is the public sphere. 